Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. The following podcast is going to contain spoilers along with me, just a regular guy, talking about all the things I love, such as comics, movies, television, music, and books. So yeah, proceed at your own risk. Welcome to another episode of the Just Another Fanboy Podcast, the only podcast with hair growing out of its ears. Probably not. I'm not an old guy compared to old people. I don't know what I'm going for there, folks. But hey, I wanted to talk to you today about a certain subject. As, 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 as a matter of fact, I'm killing two birds with one stone here. The episode today is entitled Suicide Squad or Why I Love Tom Taylor. And I have been wanting to talk about the Suicide Squad book from Tom Taylor for quite a bit. But I've also wanted to, I like to every once in a while showcase the other podcast I do called My Other Podcast. And it's something I do over on my Patreon. It's exclusive to the patrons, except for the occasional rare episode or whatnot when I put it out here on this feed just to, just again, to showcase it, to see what you're not getting when you're not paying that dollar a month. What? A dollar a month? That's all I need? And then I get a whole other podcast? Please, Stephen, tell me more. Well, I'm not. I'm not going to tell you more. I'm not going to tell you a whole lot because I don't want to spend a lot of time trying to sell you on this because I think the podcast sells itself. But I did this episode of my other podcast. I recorded it back on Tuesday, May 26th, the day that issue number five of Suicide Squad came out. And there's kind of a big reveal at the end of that issue. And the moment I flipped that last page, I said, I have to, I have to talk about this. I have to record an episode and I needed an episode for my other podcast that week. And so I ran out to the car and I recorded the episode. I do briefly talk about issues one through four. 
So ultimately, this is me talking about issues one through five of The Suicide Squad by Tom Taylor and Bruno Redondo. And I have to say, I am so completely ashamed. I want to crawl under a rock because I mispronounce Bruno Redondo's name in the actual episode that I'm going to play for you. Matter of fact, not only do I mispronounce it, I bear down and I mispronounce it over and over and over again. And if I recall correctly, I actually pronounced his name correctly the first time I said it, but I had looked it up beforehand. And apparently when I read it the first time, I thought I was reading Bruno Redondo. So as I am Going through the list of credits for the books, I say, I'm pretty sure I say it correct the first time, Bruno Bruno Redondo. And then something in my brain clicks. That's not what you read just a minute ago when you went out of your way to ensure that you were going to pronounce this guy's name correctly. And so I start actually singing the guy's name incorrectly, Bruno Redondo, Bruno, it's, it's really embarrassing and I feel bad. And if for some reason... Bruno, if you end up listening, I don't know you. You don't know me. I think your art's wonderful. I apologize for mispronouncing your name. Now, I just read, just yesterday, as I'm recording this, I read issue number eight, which came out recently. And I do plan on, I would like to come back and talk about the rest of the series because it is going to be ending in November with issue number 11. So I do want to come back and talk about that. But what I'm going to do here. I'm introducing the episode. It's episode, I don't remember the the number, the exact number of the episode, but it's my other podcast, the episode in which I talk about Suicide Squad. And we'll just start out from the beginning here, and I'm not going to come back to end it. Okay? Sound good? Let's get her done. Play the joke, please. I have no joke for you this week, folks. Only a warning. I am going to be talking about Suicide Squad issue number five, which just came out on Tuesday of this week. Yes, I will be spoiling it. And frankly, it's kind of a spoiler for the DC Universe, maybe. I don't know. It depends on what kind of person you are. But I'm letting you know, proceed at your own risk. Kick it. Welcome to another episode of My Other Podcast. My name is Steve and I'm your host, the host with the most who eats toast on the bed post. You know what I'm saying? Holy crap, folks. I just finished reading Suicide Squad number five from Tom Taylor and Bruno Redondo. Bruno Redondo. Redondo? Crap! I knew I would meant to, I looked that up just before I started recording and I kept saying it over and over in my head. Bruno Redondo. Bruno Redondo. And I got it wrong that first time. It's Bruno Redondo. Anyway, holy crap! I don't know if you've been reading Suicide Squad. I'm not really a Suicide Squad guy. Never really have been. Haven't really given much of a crap about the Suicide Squad, even stretching back into the 80s, didn't really care. But I kept seeing this stuff on Twitter and and, and, and whatnot from Tom Taylor saying, oh, we're going to do this new this new uh, Suicide Squad thing there. I have no idea what the guy sounds like. Matter of fact, I think he might be British. He could be Australian. I don't know. But in my mind, who's talking like this? I don't know why. Anyway, the art looked really good. 
the character designs, a bunch of characters I'd never heard of before, and the art looks freaking spectacular. Spectacular. That's how good it was. And it was Tom Taylor. I had started really getting into Tom Taylor's stuff, and I thought I was going to give this a try. And I read issue number one, and it was really good. And I read issue number two, and it was even better. And issue number three was really good. And issue number four is really good. And then issue number five came out today. See, I'm recording this Tuesday night. It's releasing on Wednesday, but I'm recording this Tuesday night. Now, I knew when I got up this morning that I was going to do an episode for you guys today that was going to be about a comic book. I was going to talk about a comic book. I wasn't just going to sit here and go, oh, let me tell you what I did this week and oh, let me do and oh, I'm going to complain about my podcast for a little while. I don't know what to do. Oh my goodness. Woe is me and my creative differences with myself. I didn't want to do that this week, people. I wanted to come at you with some content that hit hard like a hurricane and So I knew, I knew, I knew, I knew I was going to talk about a comic book. But I didn't get up early enough to come out this morning when it was cool. And not cool like Fonzie cool, but cool like ice, like vanilla ice. Okay, not cool like vanilla ice, cool like like the inside of your refrigerator. Didn't get up in enough time, which is good because then I was working from home today and I was on the Twitter and I see that Suicide Squad number five hit the digital stands today. And people were all over Twitter. Oh my gosh, issue number five. What a reveal. Tom Taylor. Oh, how could you do this? Oh, we love you and we hate you and we love you and we hate you. But our hate for you is comes out of our love for you. That was a big, loud car. And I thought, well, okay, well, I've got to read this. I had decided last week, I'm just going to wait for the trade on Suicide Squad. But I already bought the first four issues. The trade's going to be either one through five or one through six. What's what? Why not buy, buy issue number five? Everybody seems to be talking about it. And then I then it struck me like a lightning bolt. Krakatoa, jabang. I will read issue number five and talk about it on my other podcast. Genius. Maybe not genius, but it was an idea, right? So I sat down and I started to read it and I thought, you know what? Let's just start from the beginning. Let's just read the first four issues again and then I'll read issue number five and then I'll go out to the car after the sun has gone down and it's cool like vanilla ice and I can talk about it. And so that's what I'm doing. So if you haven't been reading Suicide Squad, basically what you have here is kind of a new team. You've got a bit of the old team in the beginning of the book going up against a group of super-powered individuals calling themselves the revolutionaries. They've been going around like, well, the, 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 when they, when they, oh my God, I can't talk. When they go after them in the first issue, they have just, the revolutionaries have just, they've gone to Australia where they are revealing their, their fleet of nuclear subs, of which there are three of them, and only one actually has a nuke on it. And the revolutionaries take out the two subs that don't have a nuke, and they take the sub that does have a nuke, and they take it off to the somewhere else, and they disarm it. And they're like, yay, one more nuke, down, woohoo, high five, slapping all around. And then this guy with Amanda Waller, he tells Suicide Squad, you're going after these people. And his name is Locke. And like one whole side of his face is all burnt and charred and scarred up and everything. And he's missing an ear. And Amanda Waller's there with him. And if you're not aware, 
Amanda Waller has always been in charge of Suicide Squad. Now, when I say Suicide Squad has never been my thing, never given much a much of a crap about it, I know what it is. It's a group of superpowered villains who uh, have been put in jail, and they have been given this opportunity to be set free as long as they do some jobs for the government. And they're suicide missions, right? The idea is if you survive so many missions, you can you can be let free. And they put these little things in their head so that they don't double-cross the government and do super villainary stuff, villainary. They can, bl- they can blow up their head at any moment, basically. So this guy, Locke, he's telling the Suicide Squad, this is my mission. And they're like, what's up, Amanda? And she's like, just do what he says. It's his mission. And this team is made up of Deadshot, Harley Quinn, Magpie, some dude named the Cavalier, Zebra Man. Never even heard of that guy. It's a really lame team. And matter of fact, Deadshot tells Locke, you can't be serious. We can't. This team can't take on that team. This is the worst Suicide Squad ever. And Locke's like, you go and you do what I tell you to do. So they go down there and... uh Oh, one of the members of Suicide Squad is the shark, who's like a big shark dude. Think of a guy with big muscly arms and legs of a man, but the head of a shark and he can swim. And anyway, they they take out the, the team of revolutionaries. And really the way they do it is, <coughs> excuse me, I had to cough. Really the way they do it is uh, team members on both sides on both sides die. Magpie dies, Cavalier dies. One of the, there's these two twin Atlanteans, Scale and Finn. One of them dies. Um, and then what ends up happening is Deadshot, Locke just tells Deadshot, shoot each one of them, but don't shoot to kill. And he's, oh, all right, whatever. Boom, 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 shoots each one of them. And what he does is he shoots them with a, uh, basically one of these little bombs that's now inside them. And it also allows Locke to hear everything that they're saying. And he basically tells them, all right, folks, I'm talking to you through with this stuff that we just shot into you. You work for me now. And if, and, and if you choose not to, well, then I'm going to, I'm going to blow you guys up. And they're like, we're not going to work for you. And he says, no, you work for me. 50 missions and then you can go free. And they say, no, not going to happen. And he goes, okay. And he blows up the head of one of the team members. And so they start working for him. And then there's this whole thing where you find out that. Task Force X. That's what that's what it's called. That's the official name of the Suicide Squad, Task Force X. You find out that the revolutionaries set this whole thing up so they could become part of Task Force X because they're trying to take it out. They're trying to take it down from the inside because they tell they end up telling Deadshot that the U.S. government isn't in charge anymore. There's been a takeover. Somebody else is now in charge of Task Force X. And at one point, Amanda Waller tells, by, by the end of the first issue, she tells them all she's quitting. She, you know, that this is now under, this guy Locke is, con, is in control of it now and she leaves. But we find out that there's somebody above Locke. So they send, they send the new team out on their, on their first mission. And they're supposed to go to this foreign government. And they had, Locke says that the, the U.S. government, or at least what they think is, you know, who he's working for, they think it's the U.S. government or the CIA, has set up the presidential election in this in this foreign land so that the president that they wanted was elected. But the the president that lost the race, the the guy, the the president that had been in charge who lost the race, won't give up their seat of power. So Suicide Squad, the new Suicide Squad is sent in to take out the old president and replace him with the the president that that won the election and it doesn't go the way it's supposed to the this is when you you 
find out that the revolutionaries kind of know that there's something going on and they're, they had this plan all along and they go and they shoot the president that was elected illegally because the American or at least the group that runs Task Force X, can't say that right, messed with the election. And so they kill him. And keep in mind that Locke can't see what they're doing. He can only hear them. And so they kill the president and they tell Locke that uh, somebody else did it. And then they go find the president who they were supposed to kill and they pretend to kill this president. It's a woman. And we find out that she is the mother of one of the revolutionaries. And so they save her and they tell her, okay, you've got to go pretend to be dead for a while. And so basically the whole, the whole mission kind of went south. And so Locke has to go in this room to talk to the commander, the guy who's in charge. And we see him on a screen, but we only see him from like the neck down. And he's like, you understand that I'm going to have to punish you for this, right? And Locke's like, yes, sir, I understand. And so the guy presses a button and Locke just starts being electrocuted. And he's just sitting there in this chair with just this electricity coursing through him. And the guy on the screen is saying, no, don't scream. Don't scream. Don't make a sound. You can't lead these people out there if they hear you in pain. You've got to, don't, you know, don't scream. And so Locke takes it all in. And then there's this little adventure with, uh, they go up against Boomerang, who the last time I read a book with Boomerang in it, Captain Boomerang, was Identity Crisis, and they turned him into such a loser. He was always kind of a joke character, I guess, is what they were trying to say when we get to Identity Crisis. So they made him into a total loser. Well, Tom Taylor made him to a B freaking A in this book. And I never would have thought I would have fallen in love with a Suicide Squad book, much less look at Captain Boomerang and go, all right, I see the appeal. I understand now. He he kicked butt in the two issues he was in. But we find out who the big bad is, who the guy is who is controlling Locke and who is controlling Task Force X. Because they they finally get the upper hand and they're able to kill Locke. And it's actually a really good panel where one of them is basically just blowing his head off with, you know, a rifle or a gun or something. And they cover up. I mean, it's, it's almost like a, like a, like a half page spread, but they cover up his head where it's being blown to bits and they cover it up with kind of a fake comic book code seal. It's like, this has been approved by the DC Comics Code Authority or something like that. It was pretty funny. And it's, that's what I like about this book. It's very, it's very character driven. The art is gorgeous. There is some real dramatic moments in it, some very human moments in it. I mean, I latched onto these characters. By the end of the first issue, I was freaking hooked. And then yet he also is able to introduce this humor into it. Harley Quinn is a character that I've never really cared too much for, but I, I am really enjoying her in this book. And the last book I read her in that I really enjoyed was the Injustice books, which aren't in canon and were uh, written by Tom Taylor. But okay, so we find out who the big bad is. Who is the guy controlling Task Force X? Who is the guy that's set all this in motion? I'm going to spoil it right now. So if you don't want to know, then you need to shut this off because I'm going to spoil it. It is Ted Cord. Now, when I first read the revealed, I thought for my mind saw Maxwell Lord. And I just went, oh, okay, that makes sense. And then I started to read a little more and I said, whoa, hold on a minute. And I looked back at the panel and I said, Ted Cord, Blue Beetle, Ted Cord, what? That doesn't make any sense at all. 
Why would Ted Cord suddenly be running a secret government organization going out and killing people and doing crazy, villainous, murderous, evil things? Why would Ted Cord do this? And I almost was about ready to walk away. But I'm not gonna. I'm gonna give Tom Taylor the benefit of the doubt because I've liked everything I've read from him so far. But Ted Cord, I, I tweeted about it. I said, no, Tom, no, don't do this to me. No, no, Tom, no. I mean, first, they, they, you introduce, you get Ted Cord after the, uh, freaking crisis and they put him in. Justice League, and he's really good, and then they turn him into a joke, and then they finally bring him back, and they make him awesome again in DC Countdown, just so they can kill him, and now apparently they've brought him back again, and now they're making him like this evil freaking terrorist overlord type of freaking shadowy black bag wetworks type of character? I don't know, but I'm still on board. I'm going to keep giving it. I'm going to give it a shot. There's got to be some explanation. There's got to be a reason for this. Why? Why would they do that to Ted Cord? There's a reason. There's got to be a reason. So I'm going to keep reading, but that's, I just, I had to come talk about it because it is such a good book. It is so good so far. And that reveal just punched me in the heart. I mean, I literally, I couldn't accept it so much at first. I couldn't accept it that I just thought they were talking about somebody else. I had to go, wait a minute, wait a minute, Ted Cord? No, 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 no. I, I'm, I'm thinking wrong. That can't be, nah, Ted Cord's not the Blue Beetle. No, no, that's not right. And so I had to look it up and I went, mother frick, Ted Cord is the Blue Beetle. Why is that? Why are they doing this? I don't know. I do not know. But that's all I got in me right now, folks. It's starting to get hot out here, even in the cool of the night. But I wanted to, I just, I had to talk about Suicide Squad. If you're not reading it, you should. I'm sure the first trade will be out fairly soon. I don't know if it's going to, I can't tell with this ending. It it almost seems like they could, they could probably do a trade for issues one through five because it's actually, it says it's continued in like a flash annual and then. Suicide Squad number six. I don't know what a Flash annual has to do with this storyline because the Flash hasn't shown up at all in this book. So I'm assuming it's just going to be more of a tangential type of uh, story. I I don't know. I'm assuming maybe Suicide Squad will just show up and Flash this next Flash annual. I don't know. Doesn't make a lot of sense. Doesn't make a lot of sense what's going on right now. I'm really confused. My mind is just swirling with confusion because I cannot imagine why somebody would say, hey, You know what we haven't done yet? Let's make Ted Cord a villain. Not just a villain, a brutal, murderous, evil, heartless villain. Let's do that with Ted Cord. And I hope that's not what they're doing. I just hope they're not. Anyway, that's all I got, folks. Talk to you next week. I'm out. Just Another Fanboy is a Stephen or Else production. Questions and comments can be directed to feedback at stephenorelse.com. You can support the show for as little as a dollar a month at patreon.com slash Stephen R. Orr and get instant access to the My Other Podcast podcast, a weekly show about all the comics and such I don't have time to talk about here. You can find me on the World Wide Web at StephenOrElse.com or find me at Twitter and Instagram by searching for at Stephen or else. I also encourage you to subscribe to the show, leave us a five-star review, and share this episode with a friend. Just Another Fanboy is a proud member of the Comics Podcast Network. You can find that over at comicspodcasts.com. All links will be in the show notes.
Good job. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.